Hello everybody. Taigu and um, it's holiday. Sorry I'm a bit late, but anyway, I'm here. I'd like to show you something quite remarkable. A few weeks ago, I received a parcel and, well, it's not very often. And um, in the parcel there was an amazing rakusu. A funzoi rakusu, that is to say, made of different parts. But it was sent by somebody I never met, by somebody I didn't know about, even, and somebody who is not part of this community, of this tree leaf, Sangha. He lives in Buenos Aires. And it's been quite a long time sitting with various people in various Sangha and he's a dedicated sower. He's um, doing Nyohe Rakusu. He's done quite a few. And that's what he sent me. I don't know if you can see the stitches. It's absolutely mind-blowing. So I decided to write something like, uh, I think, A Man of No Rank the back and here we are so many thanks to you Doden and fantastic job really now this is a clear example of what can take place sometime in this very unusual yet quite ordinary community we've got people who never met in the flesh but nevertheless and that's not exceptional on the internet but feel a real closeness a form of real intimacy between each other there is friendship kinship there's some something happening and with our group it's also fueled by a common practice also with questions we all ask each other and ask ourselves and it's got a lovely feeling which I would call horizontal feeling by horizontal I mean not vertical vertical is the traditional way many institutions work and even society works in that way. You've got the happy few at the top that own the land, they have everything, they've got the authority, the wisdom, and you go down the bottom, and as you go down the bottom, the bottom of the pyramid, because it's like a pyramid, you reach the the tip, the the real bottom, and then it's just <clears throat> common folk and um nothing to say really. And that that movement, that actually picture, I think is going to fade more and more as we go and grow into this century. Hopefully we will develop other ways of relating to each other. And I think that this field is very experimental. And that's what we're doing now. Even the, the figure of the teacher is not guru-like anymore 
and um, I know in many sangha you've got the guy at the top and you can only approach it, him if you or her, but very seldom her again. It's most of the time a guy, a male, a male teacher, and you can seldom approach him. He's out of reach. Or you've got to develop sort of, I mean, go into a kind of courtship, whatever, to get closer, 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 and then bang! You might uh, be allowed to be part of the inner circle of the happy few. And I think this is not what's happening now. Uh, I know Jundu is very available because um, he's got um, a bit more time, <laughs> and I don't really. But uh, I, I sometimes get some just conversation with guys uh, all over the place, and it's a fantastic, fantastic feeling. And it's nothing like I'm speaking at you. It's really um, just a casual conversation, really. What we call doxen is just sit, have a chat, listen, share problems, and listen to what takes place, and uh, move on and learn from each other. There is also another aspect which I'd like to talk about, is the, the learning. Yeah. What is really, really good here is that you've got, of course, two official teachers, you've got three priests in training, but you also have a tremendous amount of wisdom and people sharing openly this wisdom and people teaching in, in a kind of way. Teaching not with the idea of teaching, not wrapped up in a sort of teaching role or authority, but out of their sheer will to share their discovery, to, to just talk and, and, and out of their own experience. This is really important. And in my old training, most teachers would absolutely refuse the idea that they could learn anything from a student. No. They had it all. They got it all. You had to shut the fuck up. Oh. Nothing. Spot on my French. But <laughs> that was a real feeling. We could not express ourselves. And if we challenged the teacher, or if you just made a little suggestion, sometimes it was very, very badly and negatively, not sometimes, a lot of the time, perceived. It was not really welcome to share. So, we are very lucky. And we've got to find <clears throat> a balance in this, but I'm quite happy learning with you guys. And yeah, I learn every day. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you very much. Yesterday I went to Uji. Uji is a lovely, lovely city, a bit out of Kyoto, and um, it's a nest of a very important temple and monastery for us, Koshoji, which is not originally in Uji, but was destroyed, burned, and recreated in the um, 16th century, I believe, by a, a Zen priest. But it was originally the, the temple of Dogen before Heiji. And in Uji you also have um, a, a beautiful, beautiful um, carved statue of, of Amida, Amida Butsu, Amida Nyora, the, uh, the, the Buddha of... Well, it's, a, it's incredible. 
It's very beautiful. It's in Biodo Inn. Biodo Inn is a lovely structure, very, very old, with the gardens that are actually trying to capture the essence of of the of the true land of the Jodo, the pure land, the heavens where Amida lives. And right in the middle of this, you've got this gorgeous pagoda, and inside, Amida, Amida, wonderfully, wonderfully carved in wood, and um, made by a very, very skillful uh, sculpture of the Heian era. It's beautiful, really, really beautiful. And I would go along with Jundo saying, so what? So you got all these flying bodhisattva on clouds just making music around him. <laughs> so I mean, that's entertained. <laughs> and you got all these glorious gold and um, light. But of course, um, this beautiful picture is fairy tale for adults because it's more or less what it is. Has little to do with our experience of Amida of our experience of canon, of the activity of unconditional love because that's what Amida is about, really and yeah, and it's also a challenge a challenge to move on and to respect these things from the past as cultural assets and works of art but to really understand that if we want to make the Buddhist teaching live in our life, we better simplify a bit or translate or see for ourselves and see in our own language, in our own way, what it is, what it is, what it is to sit, practice and turn the Dharma wheel. Wheel, I should say. And will, why not? Anyway, um, it was nice to talk to you. <clears throat> I haven't talked about um, what I wanted to do, what I wanted to talk to. I wanted to talk about, um, yeah, Plum Blossom, but next time. And sorry for being late, but uh, it's a holiday here. And I wanted you also to post something that had a holiday feel. Anyway, thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> Sit well and live well.